0: Corvell Provost, former athlete turned entrepreneur. Corvell Beals, I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur, evolving every day. I believe that I'm a business. I'm a businessman. This is not your traditional podcast, the true story of what it is to be a black entrepreneur in Canada. This might not be something you heard before. Whatever you're doing, man, and just come along on this journey with us. Let's get to this bag together. I ain't a businessman, I'm a business. Man,
1: now let me handle my business. So boom, we're here. Uh episode one, season two of the businessman podcast. You got myself, Navelle Provo, aka Vel Smooth, and my bro here with me, Corvell.
0: What's up? What up? What up? A lot of people call me Valley but you know, depends on how you know me. Corvell, Valley, it's all the same, man.
1: Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, you know, really, really what we want to kind of get started with this podcast. It's been a while since we've been on it. Um, you know, we're kind of turning this businessman into a podcast series, mm-hmm. um, so you can find us on Apple Music or wherever, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, we've been gone a while. People been asking us everywhere we go. We we get the conversations and you know, ha- asking us questions about the business. So we want to kind of come back and you know, lay the game down, learn mm-hmm. what everyone, and, and kind of hear hear about that.
0: So, overall, you can kind of add a little bit to that as well if you want. Yeah, I mean, we've been just we've been just working. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we've been building businesses, and, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of step away mm-hmm. and, and really reflect back, but I think it's a necessary part, you know, when you think about, like, we did our best work when we would kind of get back to the table and, and chop it up. So I think, you know, these podcasts, not only for to kind of share the game, but also to kind of reflect on it for right. ourselves and and, and build, build on what we've been building. So, you know, it's just kind of peeling the curtain back, as always, and, you know, look forward to to another season exactly exactly i mean what you can
1: kind of expect this season um a lot of us just just like you said peeling the curtain back digging into our businesses digging into what we've been getting and going on um you know really sharing our story and you know growing and learning with, with a lot of people um so you know today today's episode um, we really want to do something cool and kind of, you know, through our through our journey, we always consider ourselves serial entrepreneurs. Um, I ask Covella a bit about what that means and where he thinks that came come, came came from in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, through our journey, a lot of years of being in business, uh, so we really want to look at kind of every business we started from day one and and Jeez. dig into it. You know, kind of hear how it started, uh, why it started all, and, and you know, lessons that we learned from it. Right. So that's kind of what we're going to chat about today. So you know, first I'll kind of ask you, Covella, what
0: when you say serial entrepreneur, what 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 does that mean? Where do you think that comes from? Well it's not breakfast. No. Right? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um and I think the word serial entrepreneur to me it just means somebody that like, you know, they are only in the field of creating and running their own business. Mm. You know what I mean? Not to take away from people who kinda have a business on the side or yep. you know, they 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 had one business. You know what I mean? But, like, serial entrepreneurs are people that are constantly starting, constantly creating businesses, constantly running businesses, more than one, yeah. more than two. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that's kind of the the definition that I take of it for myself is, like, you know, I have no intention on ever working for mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to create or start a business. And, and that's not to say that I don't, I don't want a boss or nothing like that. It's yeah. just this is the field that I'm in. And so... This is what it is, right? Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, I, I can relate to that a lot. You know, we got two businesses on the go, and we're like, well, shit, what else can we do? We see opportunity, or we, we mess around buy some jet skis. We right. mess around and, you know, start a bank, and whatever the hell yeah. it is. But, yeah. uh, you know, we just got a real, in my spare time, I like starting businesses. Like, that's kind of what I like doing for fun. Yeah. Um, so we kind of really embody that term. And, you know, my next question um, before we really jump into the, each business is kind of where do you think that that's that comes from where do you think that stems how how did that kind of how did you fall
0: into that i mean you know like i said like you know i think it's a creation um it's creating it's it's taking something that isn't there and putting something there and also i'm Mm. proud of it solving people problems right so like for me you know growing up in the family um i I watched my dad be somebody who was a solver of problems he Mm -hmm. didn't really always know it but he solved a lot of problems you know he was a creator, very creative guy and so I think just that natural inclination to kind of like solve other people's problems. And one of the differences, though, I always looked at like, you know, the monetary value. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think for me watching him do what he did. And then when I I, I took it on to myself to kind of like just solving other people's problems. But I wanted to get paid. You know what I mean? So like putting the two together, I think that's kind of where that came from for me. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah. And I I can relate. You know, again, we're we're brothers. Uh, We grew up at different times, but Mm -hmm. similar obviously similar upbringings. Um, yeah, definitely with, 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 with Pops, seeing him, he was all over the place, doing a lot of different shit from <laughs> parties to James Brown dancing to wherever he could get his hands in. And he was really looking to help people, starting the North right. Preston Bulls organization. And, you know, for us, um, I think, you know, that, that need came from, you know, not having not 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 having the financial piece and, and really wanting that and seeing that mm-hmm. and, and jumping into it from there. And then, you know, another part, I think uh, North Preston, we have a real – entrepreneurial history right? right dating back to you know when we first got here we, we had and it was a it was a need you know we had no no other another other way to to eat um and i remember like i said a lot of stories of you know being young and starting businesses i always tell the story of selling potatoes at, at work at my mom's work mm-hmm. um you know selling slingshots at school and i've been thinking lately about working with Aunt Lola Mae. Right. right. So Aunt Lola Mae, Shout out to Aunt Lola, Lola, Lola Mae, man. For sure. Selling thing, Reeves. Right? Selling Reeves So yeah, then she would go yeah. in the woods, her, her and her husband, gather a bunch of pines, I think it is, and, yeah. and, and go from door to door in the South End of Halifax selling reeds. So I was walking. I live in the South End now. It's crazy, crazy full circle. Um, but I remember, you know, that, that journey of mm-hmm. knocking on doors, each door, you know, and, and selling reeds. And, and through that, I kind of learned and understood business. And I learned that, okay, shit, if I hit a hundred doors, I'm probably going to sell 10. So now right. let's get more doors. Or right. I, I could see that my work and my, you know, um, my efforts resulted in, in money. Mm. Right. It wasn't just like you come to work, you get paid for your hours. Like, no, if you put in work, you're going to get paid. So just sure. really seeing that journey and, you know, some nights come home with 60 dollars at age nine and ten. Right. You know, we was getting paid and we was working. So a lot of those stories kind of, kind of resonate. For it sure.
0: wasn't attached to the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could sell there all night, and if you ain't sell nothing, you ain't get nothing. You, you getting know what nothing. I mean? You might get a burger <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> she might feed. You know what <laughs> That's mean? Why so I mean? Like, so like, the only thing guaranteed was you were gonna eat. That's right. Other than that, like you know, it was it was it was that like it was commission based. So mm-hmm. I think that put the hustle in you for sure, definitely. Shout mm-hmm. out to Aunt Lola May man. Aunt Lola Mae, selling Reese. Real hustler. Shout out to everybody that sound, read that poem, man. Like, it's, it's, one of the, it's,
1: it's one of the businesses that 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 kept us alive. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So like I said, you know, there's a lot of different businesses. We got about ten different businesses that we started mm. along the journey. Um some Crevel kinda did what I was a little little pup, so you know, I'd ask him. Um but we're gonna get right to it. Boys in the wood.
0: You know what's before you even go there, I was just All thinking right. too, um um. P-H-N-W and w was the P-H-N-W, first business man yeah yeah i was i was I didn't like put that one down i was missing something but yeah p h and w was the first business that i was a part of mm-hmm. um and um yeah it's crazy like player haters never win Play entertainment never win. me and my brother um dice we 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 were doing parties yeah you know what i'm saying yep. like we we grew up he had a birthday party one time and, and the shit was popping mm-hmm. right like early on like we were young 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 and mm-hmm. so he, the the next year it was like, all right, cool. Like we're gonna do it again. And sure. then I did a party, and then then we just did one like a random time, yeah. random time, not nothing to do with no one birthday. And um, the shit was popping. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we kept doing parties. We kept doing parties. And I think it was around when I was like sixteen. Yeah, that was the first time that we did like we kind of like we're gonna make this a business. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do parties. Like what mm-hmm. we do parties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we we, we actually registered. Like yeah, we went and I mean, registered the, the paper
1: and seeing the license plate and, and all that. All shit. that
0: you know what I mean. And um, every party we would be a part of, we would just brand it PHNW, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of a household name. You know what I mean, for sure. So you no know, people yeah. used to
1: walk around with the shirts, and it was a it was a strong brand in the hood for sure. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, my kind of question is, you know, you t- you touched on it a bit, but why, why? What was the why behind that? Why did that start? And, and kind of walk us through the the initial early days of it.
0: I think you know. um... Yeah, like, it was a need. It was a need. Like, you know, we're we, we young kids. We, we like music. We like partying. And the only time, like, you know, to, to, to have a party, you would need parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times, you to have a party, you would need parents. You would yeah. need your parents to kind of, like, book the DJ, buy the um, pop and chips and, and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, give you a place to have the party and all that stuff. And so what we realized, too, like, after having those birthday parties was – you know, at the end of the night, like you make a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I remember, like, being able to pay mom back um, for the stuff that she bought, and mm-hmm. then you walk, you you leave with like you know two hundred dollars. And at the time, parties were like three bucks. Yep. you know what I'm saying. Yep. So like, boom, as as we kind of were like, shoot, like, get some money in this. So now it's like, let me pay somebody to to give me this venue. Let mm-hmm. me pay somebody to to for the pops and chips. Like, let me let me go buy that shit, and then you know, at the end, we're gonna have money as long as we got people. So I think that's kind of. One, we needed money, but mm-hmm. two, like, the, we, you needed parents, so we kind of became the parents. Yep. So, like, people would come to us and be like, Man, I'm trying to have a birthday party. Like, and we were like, All right, cool. Like, what's the day? And then mm-hmm. we would go through the whole procedure for them, and then we would basically throw them the party, you sick, know what I'm saying? Sick. So, like, that was kind of how it started. Like, party we just planning early, exactly. early days, yeah, early days, yeah, say. like, book the DJ, mm-hmm. go rent the system. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, there's a lot of parties, exactly, a lot of people don't. You know, understand that until you have a party, yeah. that shit. You know, there's a lot of steps, mm-hmm. and and once you did it a few times. And I remember you guys having parties all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm upstairs listening, you know, trying to trying to sneak down all the shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I was I was still young, um. But no, that that's that's dope. What would you say was was kind of your biggest challenge, uh, in that in that business?
0: I I think the biggest challenge was like, see, it's crazy because like if I put myself in that moment right now, the mm. biggest challenge was like you know, tangible things like yeah. um, being able to book venues or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we got a little bit older, like, you know, getting going through the process of getting liquor licenses and, and DJs and all that shit. So, like, I think do- at those times, those were the biggest challenges that I was feeling and we were feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. As I look back, one of the biggest challenges was you know, the money management, like, the, mm-hmm. the accounting piece, like, to really kind of make it a business. Like, we registered, like I said, but all that revenue and shit, like, we ain't really record. So, yeah, like, yeah. when it came time to end of the year and they're looking for new registration and all that stuff, like, that's kind of how we fell off, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the moment, it was the logistics of the business. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I think it was, you know, the, the professional uh, administrative stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, That's dope, and, you know, at age... 16 and I think Dice probably was about 18. Yeah. to to go through that and to learn that um you know that's a real good 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 learning process and, mm-hmm. and kind of lead you on to to the next one which mm-hmm. which we're going to go into boys in the wood. Um you know tell us a bit about what boys in the wood was um when it was how old were you and yeah just kind of the the the, yeah. the 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 how and the what.
0: I think I was about like 18 19 when we started that. Me and uh, my uh, my oldest brother early, my, my best friend Buster Brown my other friend Lokes, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we were looking for something to do. Like, you know what I mean? We had a couple of dollars and we were like, we were looking for something to do. And again, like, you know, we were seeing, I think it was like my grandmother, she ordered some wood, yep. some split wood. And yep. it was like two fifty at the time. But logged wood, mm-hmm. we could get a, like a, a quarter log wood for like 90 bucks. I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, like the wood man is making money. That's right. And so, you know, we, we kind of had some free time on our days, and so we just were like, you know what? We're going to start a wood company. So we, we had a plug, so we bought 50 cords of wood, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we got it for a sick deal, like 70 bucks a cord, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that, I, mean, that, I remember
1: that day they brought, they had the big truck. Yeah. right. I remember, like, grade four. Yeah. And all the woods in the back. Like, that was a lot. It was probably most wood i ever seen. Yeah. And Man. then, yeah, you just got to gotta start.
0: Knacking away at it We just started Chopping it up Mm -hmm. So you know Like we were literally A wood processing company Yeah You know what I mean And Who was your
1: Your your, your customer Who who were you selling to What did that look like
0: I mean you know The community A lot of people In the community Had wood stoves Mm -hmm. A lot of people Have wood stoves But like in the community In North Preston Like a lot of The black community In North Preston Cherrybrook East Preston A lot of people Had wood stoves So like they were Our main customers And at the time We ain't no shit About like advertisement Or Mm -hmm. nothing like that Mm -hmm. So it was kind of Like word of mouth And what we did was, you know, we just kind of undercut the game. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, boom, they signed it for two fifty. Well, we're we gonna let them go yeah, for two twenty five. You know what I mean? That's right. Quickly, kind of tell
1: me what was it like working with, you know, your your, your buddies, your brother. I think
0: dad might have been involved <laughs> a little bit. I mean, yeah, that was the biggest frustration. Like, you know, it was fun because we had a great time. Yeah. Like, it was always cool. Like, you know, like I said, like we we hanging out anyway. Mm-hmm. So now we're just hanging out cutting, cutting wood. Up wood. So it was it was good it was fun mm-hmm. I think the, the the biggest challenge was the I guess accountability piece like who's in charge here you know mm-hmm. what I mean and a lot of times you know when you got four people that all have equal value into the business um, but nobody's necessarily in charge so now it's like if I wake up at eight and you wake up at ten yeah and we got to have something done for eleven type of thing so that was kind of like the biggest. And Lokes, he was lazy, you know what I mean? Like, still straight up, still, uh, you know what I mean? still can't get my hair cut on time. Yeah, I think he found he niche right now, though. <laughs> but, like, at the time, like, you know, he was lazy. Mm. Like, he ain't he ain't waking up on time. And so just that shit. We ain't never meet. Mm-hmm. We kind of just, we bought the wood. We saw the wood. Who's the customer? So just those type of mm-hmm. things, you know what I mean? Like, no real structure. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, how old, how old were you then? 20? 18, 19. Okay,
1: so that was about two, three years later. But, yeah, and in those days... Um, without business experience, without really knowing, okay, you know, we're we're not structured people as is. we, yeah. we got to work to be structured. So in those cases, like, all right, we just got wood. We're going to sell the wood. You know, but you realize and you, and you learn, and then we'll, we'll keep going through as we learn about creating those structures in business and creating those, uh, you know, ways of commit and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability pieces yeah. where, yeah. okay, well, we're all friends here, but I'm in charge of this, mm-hmm. right? I'm in charge of this. I'm responsible for this. Um, next business we got uh, Thompson Construction. Uh, so tell us how old you were and what it was actually.
0: I was about 23. I had did you know some work with um Prime America before that, mm-hmm. sound insurance, with mm-hmm. I'm with Dwayne and shit. And you know, I, I had come back home. Um, I've been I seen all the you know the people in the hood that I was making money was was um construction guys. Yep. Shout out to the Smith boys, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like those were the people that were making money legally. Yeah. You know, um, business wise You know, there was other people that had jobs and shit But like, you know, they were making money So Mm -hmm. I was kind—I was never really the smartest person To kind of like, you know, I was a copycat Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would see what was working Sometimes those are the smartest people Yeah, Yeah. right, and I would just go and do what other people are doing You know what I'm saying? And then they had bread And so I'm like, shit, well if I'm trying to get some legal money I gotta do what 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 they're doing And they were making it so I kind of you know, I'm like, I'm going to start a construction company. I ain't know shit about construction. I ain't mm-hmm. never paved before. I ain't never landscaped before. I ain't never drove a dump truck before. Yeah. I bought a dump truck. Mm-hmm. I bought the truck, registered the company. I did all the thing. I went to the st- construction safety course, did all the shit, got all kind of equipment, you know, and um, I was like, I-, I got 50 Gs and I'm going to get the equipment and everything and I'm going to have a float of like 10 grand. And mm-hmm. I remember like three, four weeks in, the float had been like, $700. <laughs> right? Like it's just Dude, so yeah. much stuff that I have been business purchasing. Expenses, get you. 2 weeks in. Boom, truck break. Mm. You know what I mean? Major breakdown. I need like 10 grand to fix it. Mm-mm-mm.
1: What would you say is your biggest lesson from that business?
0: You don't need it all up front. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you you don't need like everything up front. Like yep. you kind of build it as you go. You don't got to take your money and just put it all like okay, you got the truck, go mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or um, you know, you got a shovel, go to work. Sure, like, you know, sure. y- it might be a little bit more challenging for you at first, but like, I think that was the biggest lesson. Like you don't need everything up mm-hmm. front, make some money, get it going a little bit. And now when you see that problem that's occurring over and over and over and over, okay, now you can make that buy that next thing to make it a little bit easier Very for easy. you. Right. And I
1: think that's a mistake that a lot of people kind of starting businesses, um, kind of fall into that, that trap of thinking, you know, I need everything up front, whether mm-hmm. it's money or equipment, I need the business plan, I need every piece of it, uh, before I get started and you know, really we, we really learn we with, with business, it's just starting, it's just mm-hmm. going. And you know, that shit you'll figure it out as you go, you'll 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 make the adjustments. I'm not saying not to plan and not to have your your, your ducks lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't need a hundred of a hundred ducks lined up. Matter no. of fact, if you even if you do line a hundred up, in two weeks you're gonna have fifty more ducks to yeah. line up. So, you know, just go. Figure it out, like you said, if you got a shovel, go with the shovel. You know, a lot of people might be thinking real estate and, oh, well, I need a million dollars to start. It's like, no, nah, you can start by using other people's properties. Yeah. You can, you know, start by immersing yourself in the space and you, you really take some lessons from there. So, no, that's real dope. The, the next business um, is actually one of my businesses. Uh, so, Smooth Meal Smooth Plan, mm. before Smooth Smooth Meal Plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was in about, I was in high school. So, I was like 17, 18. Twenty one, thirteen, 13. So that's like 2013. 2013. Yeah. So, you know, kind of how that started. Um, You know, if you know me, you know I play ball, play high-level ball. So that was when I was down in Huntington Prep in the States. Um, So when I first got to the States, I kind of put some weight on. Right? Mm-hmm. I remember that, that first year. Yeah, I put some weight on, and, you know, it wasn't – I kind of grew up. I was never really the most ripped guy, mm-hmm. but I was in good shape because I played ball. Yeah. Uh, but this time when I put weight on, it was a little harder to get – get it off like I, it wasn't my usual come back to practice do the regular shit it was like this shit ain't coming off so I had to really lock in on a, a health and physical uh aspect to to get it done so you know through that I kind of went down a rabbit hole learning about nutrition reading about nutrition reading about how to you know feed yourself you know really immersing myself in the health and fitness kind of journey mm. um and through that you know I'm a guy that always shares so I was sharing on my social media and shit and I uh, kinda through my weight loss journey and welcomed a lot of people in. Um so you know, I remember the, the next summer or next next year I came back to Toronto and you know, I'm full on fitness guy at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm um, yeah. abs are ripped, I'm in the gym every day, um, you know, taking it to the next level of fitness and again just sharing and people always ask me, Hey, you know, can you help me out? Can you can you can you give me some tips, can you give me some plans? So, you know, I, I start to think um, I can create something here, right? Mm-hmm. There's 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 an opportunity here. I seen guys online doing fitness plans and shit, so I I'm like I'm gonna try this out. Yeah. So I you know did some research, I uh, created some meal plans. I found one guy in Miami, kind of same shit, copied his his shit a bit, but put my own twist in it. Mm-hmm. And you know created the smooth meal plan, which was basically a meal plan. So I would create, I would get all your information, I create a meal plan to fit your needs. If you're looking to lose weight, put on weight, whatever. Um, you know, every meal that you have to eat for the week, uh, workout routine, all that stuff, package it all together and sell it to you for 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's kind of how, you know, how how that started, um, how how it came came to life. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, just really, really being on that. And then, you know, I, mean, I kind of took a break from it uh, for a bit. I probably sold like, you know, 30 meal plans or something. So mm. whatever, 40 times, 30 Made a good little money. Then I, the, the my ball season took back over. Yeah. So I had to, you know, focus back in on ball. Right. And then there was another summer, uh, maybe a year later. I was going to LA. I went out there at LA, train with X for a bit. I had like six hundred bucks. Bought my flight. Got to LA. And I got like a hundred bucks. Mm. <laughs> and I'm in LA, and you know, LA is LA. LA is LA. Yeah. Right. I, my food and everything's good, but. It's LA. I'm trying to hit the club. I'm trying to hit real day. I'm trying to do whatever whatever it do. Trying to make it happen. So, you know, I'm like, as I got back into the fitness, you know, again, people were, were inquiring. So I'm like, well shit. I need some money. Here's this opportunity. I still have the, these plans created. Right. Let's uh let's 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 go in again. And you know, by that time I was a year later. I had a little bit more knowledge of how I built it the first time, what went wrong, what didn't go right. Um, and yeah, rolled it out again. And then that summer it really, it really took, took off. I probably made like $3,000, 4000 that summer just mm. as a 16, 17 year old young man in LA. That was a smooth plan. And, you know, like I said, a big lesson for me there was I, I really got to understand marketing and, mm. and, you know, that piece of the game of how I post and, and, and how I, you know, get someone to, to buy something. So I really started to use my personal brand and, and set people right. up in a way like, okay, today I'm posting the picture with me having abs. The next day I'm posting everything I ate today. Yeah. On uh, Friday I'm posting here's how you here's how you buy this. Right. right. So I really started to learn from that side of things. Um and I think, you know, that still carries over to, to today. So that's yeah that's a smooth plan in two thousand and thirteen.
0: Thirteen, yeah.
1: The next business we got is, is something that we kind of did together, uh, crypto, mm. crypto, crypto world back yeah. in 2016, 17, 2017. 2017. early crypto days. Well, well, mid early crypto mm, yeah. days, new early, exactly, new era. exactly. New era. So yeah, I mean, you know, tell us, tell us, start. You you can start off just tell a bit about how that came to life. What's
0: your earliest memories of that? I mean, uh, I think, I think you know, it's it's. It's a bit of both. Like, you know, we did it kind of as an investment plan. Mm-hmm. Like, for us, just we're trying to put some bread in, we're doing it. But then the, I think, you know, the part of it that made it a business was when we decided that we were going to, you know, hit up other people mm. um and kind of manage their money for them. Yep. You know what I mean? And not like, you know, no investment, man. We were just hitting up the homies. And yeah, like yeah. we're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, here's the plan. Boom, 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 and we're gonna eat some returns, and then we'll we'll keep some. And that was kind of wild. How it was a business, or whatever? So we, we kind of were like a firm, you know, unregistered, like a hood firm. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing too. Like a lot of the shit that we were doing, like, was just like community level hood shit. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't, you know, it wasn't like no big ordeal. We mm-hmm. ain't had no securities license or none of that. Well, you didn't even need that shit with crypto. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I think that's really important to spit on, like. That's when we talk about what made it a business. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like we're just always sharing what we're doing. And, and, you know, we're trying to get rich, but we ain't trying to get rich by ourselves. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're trying to bring the homies with us, we're trying to bring the people with us. Right. And so it was like solving other people's problems. Like, yeah, people want to get rich, people want to do shit, but they don't know how. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, here was like a real easy way. All you got to do is put some money in something and then it's it going to grow. So we just reached out mm-hmm. to like small, close friends do you want in? Here's what I did, do you want uh, want in? Because if you go try to do it, you're going to get lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember like what, your keys and all that shit? Yeah. Like it was like, in them days, like. No, in in them days, it, yeah. was,
1: it was near impossible. Like Corvell said, we went through the process of buying. But through that process, we seen how it was a lot of bullshit, right? And this was early Bitcoin days. You got to go to the machine. You got to have private keys. You got to have a, a private, private lock. And yeah. it was a lot of shit that any regular person um you know we we were losing we weren't <laughs> getting lost yeah, yeah. but any anyone else it wouldn't be easy so yeah. you know through that we, as we started to share with others and, and want to bring others in that was a conversation right so we wanted to create a, a like you said a, a firm essentially mm-hmm. where you know we we got $2000 or whatever the amount of money was from 10 to 20 people and, yeah. and we started to invest it yeah. right um and, and yeah maybe talk a bit about about that how did we do that and, and kind of what did that that look like from the the investment piece
0: I mean You know So yeah we, we just were sharing What we were doing I think that's one of our Biggest kind of You know Strengths is that We're just constantly sharing Like and, it's, and a lot of times When we share what we're doing It's with no obligation Like I'm just sharing it Like mm-hmm. I ain't telling you to brag I'm just sharing what I'm doing Like yeah. you should You should Like this shit was working So mm-hmm. you should try this out Like mm-hmm. And so You know again Like people want to be a part of shit And they want to make money So You know we Like I said I just hit up a couple people Like yo Boom you trying to get some bread? Give me 2Gs, you know, yep, know what I mean? Yep. And and I think, you know, not to say my influence, but, mm-hmm. like, I think my, my integrity, like, and I have proven it time and time again sure. that, like, I'm a stand-up person when it comes to money, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the homies and shit, like, you know, and this is crazy. I, I, I'll touch on this. Early on, mm-hmm. like, early on in my life, like, you know, I had this on Foolish shit with, with, with my, my, my my closest homies mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it came to money. Like, you know, we, we got some money together. I kind of used it, thought I could get it and get it right back. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that lesson early. You know what I mean? What it's like to burn other people. Yeah. and. Being the person that I was Like my integrity Like I bust my ass To get that money back But I had to go through So much shit But it was one point Where I had to look my friends In the face And Mm -hmm. tell them like Yo I spent the money No I got that You know what I mean So like I had learned That lesson Early Early Like you know what I'm saying I had learned that lesson early I knew what it felt like To disappoint other people Mm -hmm. and, And I ain't never wanted To feel that no more You know what I'm saying So like In that like I had I really focused on becoming a person of integrity and, and, and being a man of my word. And yep. so, you know, that reputation preceded me. And and so when it's like, when I holler and I say, yo, like, you trying to get some money? Give me two Gs. Like, you know, the, the homies, they just, they throw it. That's right. And so we, that's what we did. So I had a couple extra dollars. Yep. So, you know, I had tapped in a little bit. So, yeah, it was, I think it was 20 and then yeah. 40. So 60 total.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, yeah, 60 and you put some in. And, you know, at one point when... Crypto was doing a, a stupid thug dizzle. That sixty turned into about four hundred thousand. Eight, four eighty. Four eighty.
0: Four eighty. Right. Yes, so we were sitting on,
1: uh, we were sitting on uh, close to five hundred, mm. and you know had the people paying back. So I remember that you know those time. I remember it was um, New Year's Eve, and I'm I'm counting the eggs before they hatch. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. I'm I'm Millionaire doing my in math. The film. I'm doing my math. I got a hundred thousand coming. Yeah. So I'm at Baton Rouge, New Year's Eve. I'm, mm. I'm eating well. I'm doing it big. Boom! 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 Living lavish, thinking lavish, and then crypto win- winter,
0: February, yeah. January, 8th January eighth was, was the top. We had started a second fund, and we that's what's crazy. Like was like, all right, cool. People hitting us up. Like I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get yeah. in, and we were like, nah. Like we we got this thing going mm-hmm. on. We yeah. had decided Christmas we were going to start a second fund.
1: Yeah, and you lower know? entry fee. You know, for, yeah. for Some of the other people that exactly. have been hitting us up, and yeah, and right. yeah, that. So that happened. What happens after that?
0: The shit started hemorrhaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It started hemorrhaging. Like, you know, and it's crazy because, like, we, we had just started the second fund. I was really big believer in crypto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was basically, like, putting myself through college at the time. Like, Sorry. learning the shit that I was learning January 8th. Just start hemorrhaging But what we What we did was We were like We were so believers Like we were doubling down You mm-hmm. know what I mean Like we're like Alright shit Like this is a discount is a discount We're gonna you know buy mean? more right? Hold on for dear life Exactly So It kept dropping yep. And then you yep. ain't got No more money now To buy no more So yep. there's no more discount Now it's just You looking at Your money drop
1: Just trying to Just trying to yeah. See it come back And I remember You know We checking Cause in the early days We checking every day It would be days We making $10,000 Or we made $20,000 yeah. a day We were having $20,000 a day. We and then you know after that January eighth day, you looking and it's all red. Twenty thousand <laughs> dollars. You done lost twenty thousand. You done lost thirty thousand. Like you done lost forty fifty. Stomach checks. All right? And I mean we went all the way down. I think from that original fifty, we might have got to like fifteen.
0: Yeah, twelve. To twelve thousand dollars. Twelve from man. From the
1: original fifty that we put in, but from unrealized gains of four hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah. Right. So we could have sold it at four hundred eighty thousand. We actually had a convo. He, you know, and Cavell always says it was me. But, uh, yeah, I so said, let's go to a million. We're mm-hmm. not stopping until we get to a million. He was but, on that young boy You know shit. what I'm saying? But anyway, we, 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 we took that L. We went to 12. Um, but there was a bounce back. So we, we paid some, a lot of people out with yeah. our own money, right? Yeah. We give them kind of their original, sometimes even more than, than it was worth. Because so, yeah. that was a big piece of, like you said, that integrity. And mm-hmm. we put our name on, we believe in this. And, yeah. and, you know, it was hard to look people in the face and say, well, that money's gone. Yeah. So, you know, we, we paid some some stuff there and then mm-hmm. talk about that that bounce back. So what, what and we'll keep it a little bit brief, but what was that next step recently when, when we kind of seen that crypto come back to life? I had
0: deleted all the apps. You know what I mean? I deleted all the apps. I, I ain't even checking no more. Like, I ain't even really pay attention to crypto. I just do that. It's either going to go to zero or it's going to go back up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And- one day, you know, you start seeing, like, the ads. Like, you know, crypto, they do a real good job. Like, the crypto space, they start pumping. And, you know, you're seeing ads here and there. You start seeing different people posting about crypto, like newbies, I call them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? So, one day, I just tapped in. I remember we had, like, those tracker apps. We just tracked all our coins. Yep. And so, I just logged on. I had even, like, forgot the the, the, the password. Log-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I logged on. And I'm like, shit. Nah, this ain't right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, nah, this ain't right. And yeah. It was like, two hundred racks. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I'm like, he, he calls me. I, uh, yeah, no, I that's know. what I was about yeah, to say. I so, called so, you. so
1: he calls me and he says, "You're richer than you think." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, to to sum it up, uh, it was it was good. We, we we doubled up a lot of people's money. We paid everyone back from the
0: second fund. Yeah. Uh, so every, so that's the thing too. So we had two funds. So just remember, mm-hmm. like, fund one. They were like October, the next one was January. Yeah. So in total, like we might have like the first 50 and then the next group we raised like 40, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So somewhere like 90,000, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And and so, it, yeah. Yeah, everyone doubled up,
1: right? Yeah. So, you know, I, we, we made it a point to, I, I hit up, found everyone that was in the fund and, you know, I was real excited to, to message them and be like, yo, remember that thing you invested in mm-hmm. three years ago when you gave us $500? Well, I got $1,000 for you. Yeah. Right? And a lot of them, they done forgot about it and, and whatever. But, uh, you know, people really appreciated that. And that was a real piece that, you know, I mean, we could have we been shit asses and mm-hmm. ran off in the sunset. And they
0: wouldn't have knew no different. They yeah. forgot about it. But. Yeah. So, boom. Biggest lesson in crypto. Though. Yeah. Biggest, biggest lesson. lesson for the crypto business. Yeah. The business. Don't. Think about crypto. Think yeah, about yeah. the
1: business. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest—it's is so much, man. I think that was our biggest learning. Mm. It was our biggest amounts. Was our most dealings with people. So it was a lot of shit. But if I could take a couple away, uh, I think that in, that lesson we learned recently with the integrity piece was yeah. huge. Yeah. Um. But I also think you know, not trying to not trying to win the race in, not trying to win the race on the first lap. Right. Right. Straight. Right. So it was Straight. like, okay, frig, yeah, That's we big. had. We have four hundred. Okay, cool. Let's pull two hundred mm-hmm. and boom. And now let's take that two hundred and keep building. But yeah. you know, we were going for well I was <laughs> yeah. I was going for the fucking boom. Yeah. The super
0: win. And it's yeah. like
1: we can we can marginalize that win.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, those two I think were like the biggest mm-hmm. lessons, but mm-hmm. just to kinda add something different, <clears throat> I think and I think this was real valuable that was something that we did. Mm-hmm. Um and we ain't know to do it, but we just did it. And I mm-hmm. think in hindsight, um, You know, dealing with professionals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that was a big lesson for me. Like that's just real. Like when they say, "like go get you some professionals," that's just real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People that are doing what they're supposed to do and know how to do it. Yeah, like they doing what they they're doing the thing. They they do do. the thing. Yeah. So like that was huge because you know like without like Mike and Mm and Sam and um. Frick Devin at the time, yeah, like there was yeah. a couple dudes, man, that like they were like they straight developers, like mm-hmm. these guys is, is they develop mm-hmm. like tech, mm-hmm. and um, you know being in conversation with them allowed us to eliminate a lot of the fluff. So like I think you know the integrity piece, um, and uh, you know post summer don't win the re- don't, yeah. win t- uh, don't win a don't win a twenty mile race in the first, lap, the first lap, and then dealing with professionals, I mm-hmm. think those those were like some of the biggest. Lessons and no, huge, huge, huge life lessons
1: for those sure. Huge. Um, going right on to the next, uh, smooth meal prep. So smooth meal prep is our is a business that we're in now. Uh, I got the shirt on right now. Smooth meal prep Starting about 2018, and then really how that started, it was kind of a um, a little bit of a continuance from smooth plan. Mm. So I kind of already had the meal plans and things like that. But but my mom, shout out, mom Karen she was making smoothies for people she was making meals for for us um and you know she wanted to you know
0: she's looking for a second she was job looking for a second job she yeah. was
1: looking for a second job so we kind of bridged the bridged our two brains together um you know started making meals for my for myself and and crevel and dad posting those meals on social media getting the word out um and you know we really seen that there was a real opportunity here it was, mm. didn't really exist in halifax um there's a lot of opportunity to to get this rolling. Um and that and that's kinda how it started. Can you talk talk a bit about that that start and, and uh and the why behind that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, for for me it was just trying to help my mom. You know what I mean? Like I had watched this woman, you know, not to go too deep, but like I have wa- I watched her work her ass off mm-hmm. my whole entire life. Yep. you know what I mean? I don't I don't know nobody personally that work harder than her. Mm-hmm. Um not even me. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean no, she, and, she and don't stop. And um, I had watched this lady work her ass off forever, and I had watched her work second jobs all the time. Like, she she just would, she won a trip, she go on second job. So at this juncture in her life, she was about to do her regular thing. It's I'm I'm looking for another job. I'm going to get another job, my second job. And I used to hate that shit. So I'm like, man, you need to start a business. Mm-hmm. So, boom, like like you said, you, you were at the same time. It was St. Mary's doing your thing trying to get a little bit of bread on the side, but you were really trying to get back in shape. So it was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. This was just a good link up. But I think, you know, just for me, for the why, it was like I was just trying to help my mom. Yeah. For yeah. me personally, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how how it started. And, you know, to, to, to say what we do, uh, you know, we're a healthy meal delivery service. So we provide and deliver healthy meals to your door, uh, really focusing on fitness and helping people stay on track with their fitness goals um but a big part of that as well is, is community and we might touch on that a bit mm-hmm. um but really providing jobs for, in our community in the North Preston community in yeah. the Black Nova Scotian community but yeah in the beginning we were just getting meals out of yeah. and you know really a, a second income for mom a little bit of more cash for me and we seen that there was a real opportunity here um in our natural instincts to to take it to the next level and yeah. we just kept climbing as we went
0: for the first deal was like 80-20 like yeah. you were getting 20% for selling Yeah, yeah. And she would get 80% she'd make all the food yeah. that was the first deal yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. the first smooth meal prep yeah. contract and right. I wasn't even proud part of the business I just brokered the deal I'm mm-hmm. like alright negotiations yeah, exactly. came. I'm gonna get $80 you're gonna get a 20. $20 and um yeah, all I'm doing is selling. Just and all selling. she's doing, cooking, cooking, ten right? meals. And she she wanted, she wanted ten customers. Yeah,
1: and the yeah. next week we had like twenty. Yeah, and we we're like, what's up? You you taking them down? She ain't yeah. turning down money. No. Before we knew it, we three years in this shit, and yeah, boom. So yeah, my that was my next question, kind of where we are currently? Um, you know, growing, uh, still growing. We probably hit about a half a mil this year in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, team of what, we got about fifteen. Smooth meal prep. <laughs> Yeah, you I know, mean between well between fifteen to maybe eighteen of part time or full time people, uh, in in the building, um, and doing different things. So yeah, an organization that's really kind of grown quickly. And you know, my my next question: what what would you say is next for for Smooth Meal Prep?
0: It's so hard to answer that man, like, cause you know I, I see us expanding to you know all across Nova Scotia. I see us in another province. Um, but I also see us really like owning Mm -hmm. the space, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in, in HRM, like, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little bit of both, but Mm -hmm. I, but, but 100%, one of the things that I do see is, you know, um, employing, you know, underrepresented people Mm -hmm. in managerial roles. Yeah inside of our business. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like the next thing I see for sure is putting unrepresented people mm-hmm. in meaningful positions in the private sector. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I, I, I think yeah. is next. 100%. No, that's dope. Right. And I, and I agree. Uh, I think that's a big part of what we're trying to build. Like you said, one really owning the HRM. And I think we're, we're really hitting that stride and getting pretty close there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you like you said you know providing those jobs and then on another another frontier as well in, internally in the business, um, you know financially really making it make sense and and even from a work perspective of, I uh, you know Crevel's not in the kitchen you know mm. where I'm not doing the answering emails and, yeah. and really having the business run itself and we really play a higher
0: end. Uh, rules. Cause so at this point I'm ready to go back to cutting wood bro Like yeah. I'm telling you the kitchen To no every joke. chef To anybody no that joke, work in man. the kitchen man Listen hats off to you um, You know if you ever see me downtown Or anywhere I'm gonna buy you a drink No bullshit because sure. you know Kitchen work is hard It's hard work mm-hmm. Man it's hard work yeah.
1: And that's a good segue to our next business um, You know knowing how hard Kitchen work is we decide to start Another business <laughs> Uh, in the kitchen, <laughs> mm-hmm. R&B Kitchen, mm. you probably heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we consider ourselves and, you know, kind of the, the streets labeled us the number one soul food Caribbean food spot in Canada. I mean, not Canada, Canada sorry. That <laughs> went too far. Not yet. Maybe, yeah. though. I mean, but it's in, up in, there. in Nova Scotia. Honorable for, mention. Honorable, Honorable Nova mention. Nova Scotia for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, talk a bit about how that started. Our R&B Kitchen,
0: you know, it started – just us doing what we do. You know, mm-hmm. we here, we, we have smooth meal prep. We had just got our own space. Yeah. We run in two days a week, Sundays mm-hmm. and Wednesdays. The other days is just a open. free kitchen open. We're trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're like, you know what? Like, let's, entrepreneurs. Yeah, let's put some, we got an opportunity here. Let's put some meals. So you can talk a bit about the name, but I think that's really what started. Mm-hmm. It was like smooth meal prep. We have been bootstrapping. We've been just building the business. We ain't getting paid. We ain't mm-hmm. making no money. Mm-hmm. Like we making money, but we ain't taking no money. Right. Yep. So like, you putting all this time into this business but you ain't getting no money so we're like you know what like bro like we trying to get some money so like we need to do something else mm-hmm. and we're like we got five days out of the week that we're not operating this this space this professional kitchen that we done created yep. Um. let's get some bread and let's put some meals out and so that's kind of the how mm-hmm. we got to the next level like oh, what are we gonna call this shit and all yeah. that right so you hit that
1: yeah and I mean that's like you said that's, that's kind of how it started uh, just opportunity and you mm-hmm. know again our minds we kind of downplay things or see see things smaller than we might actually make them but then we started going big um so yeah we're like all right we're just going to make some meals on the side Ray Mai, uh Ray Mai Dorrington yeah she she's a great cook can make a lot of food make a lot of different meals and uh she was always cooking food and you know Caribbean food she lived in Toronto and all that so we're like all right we we could do something you know people love this kind of food this we always kind of wanted this kind of food around here. Mm. Let's roll it out. Yeah. So we rolled it out. I don't know. I started thinking about what we could call it. And the the name R&B Kitchen first, I wanted to call it. We all, we all love R&B music, so I wanted to go in R&B space. And I was thinking of the meal's names like uh, mm. Honey Love Chicken and yeah. Killing Me Softly or Cornbread, cornbread that bread, came yeah. later and um, just basically uh, Let It Burn Lasagna, yeah. right? All kind of names around R&B music and then the name RB kitchen came came to life. Yeah, uh, so I remember just having conversations, just hitting the idea off of people,
0: and it was ringing. It was depending on who bells. you ask, though. It's uh, you know it's important too because this is the, this is one of the most debated things right now or mm-hmm. forever. Depending on who you ask, Nivelle didn't create this name. If you ask Nivelle, he say he create the name, um, but if you ask me. I say I created a name I don't think so Um, He do that all the time though But you know I think it's real important That I put that little piece in there Because he'll be using A lot of I's and um's and me's And he'll be like I don't know I
1: don't know either But I'm pretty sure this one I do do it But I think this one is I'm gonna take the credit on Because I remember specifically Kong Dice Dice was one of my early My earliest soundboards. I wanted to give him another name I ran the name by him He's like oh yeah No that's a hit That's a hit they're gonna love that. They're gonna love that. <laughs> so once I got the dice approval, we was ready to go. So yeah, I mean, we, we rolled it out, um, and similar way, our own social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, really building that up, and and, and that's kind of how we how we grew. One by you know we wanted to, one provide the best food, ever from 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 around here, the best tasting plate, and we wanted to do it at a at a, a good price, Plus, yeah. a good price. That was a key key piece for us. And then thirdly. We wanted to really be for the culture, by the culture, yeah. right? So so the words we said, the the ways we called the meals, everything we wanted to be, we wanted to fully embrace black Nova Scotia. Yeah, because it was like, sense. you
0: know, when we look around, we ain't really see <laughs> no black Nova Scotian mm-hmm. businesses. yeah. Like, you know, like there's tons of black Nova Scotia businesses, but like in the service world and all that stuff, and especially food, like, you know, there's no black Nova Scotian businesses. Mm-hmm. So we have been like, you know, we wanted something that we could have, pride in, like, mm-hmm. black Nova Scotians, you know, like, to be able to say, like, that's our spot. Like, when we when we touch down, we, we come into r right. b Kitchen. Yeah, and that, you know that was I mean? one of the,
1: the, the key things we said. Like, you know, a lot of times people come into the city, they might be coming away, they're coming home for funerals, whatever. We wanted this to be the first place you come to when you touch down. Yeah. Right? Like, you're coming, or if you're outside and you want to experience black Nova Scotia, you got to come to that place. Yeah. And I think we kind of created that in this yeah. In this year, two year span. And we started this feb- in February, February 2020. 2020. Right one before one month before it. the
0: pandemic. I- I'll touch on that real yep. quick because I think that's really important piece of like mm-hmm. how we were able to become so successful yeah, yeah. so fast with R&B Kitchen. And like I said, we just started trying to put out some meals. <laughs> Ray Mai is a serious chef. Mm-hmm. You know, she got some like a real unique way of cooking and making food. Very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was like just sweet spot. Boom. But when the pandemic had came, we were already positioned. We were already just takeout and delivery. Right. Like, you know what I mean? We weren't a dining restaurant. Yeah. So when the pandemic came and they like switched to Takeout out and delivery mm-hmm. we were already positioned so Go i think we that. had a head start god's plan like we had a head start on, on a lot of other businesses and mm-hmm. what we did i think that was like the game changer for us for us was because we're givers and it's like man we're looking at our people out here struggling mm-hmm. and you know people trying to find a way to to, to to get through this shit we did something stupid in my opinion but it was great it was like a crazy decision mm-hmm. but we did free delivery in hrm yeah you know what i mean like like Free delivery in HRM, and then we even had to start track because people were calling like from Bedford oh, and, and Bedford, shit, right? Nah. So like, and Spryfield Spryfield's. and all that crazy shit. But yeah. like, we were like, for yo. For one meal for one meal, and, and it then, was like it, logistically, it just didn't make sense. We took that shit on, and mm-hmm. we we did it, and I think that was the game changer for us. I think yep. that was the thing that like, you know, not only people felt like like man, like man, really. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. It was one of those. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. And I think. That's what gave us the credibility. Like the Mm -hmm. food's great, yeah. But I think that's what gave us the credibility. Like they ain't just trying to take from us, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's and
1: that's key. And I'll try to keep it real quick there. Um, But yeah, a a big piece of of a lot of that. We did a lot of stuff like that, from the the cost to you know when we were giving you a plate, we're filling the plate up. Mm. We want you to say, man, they give them way too much for this price, and it's that good. We wanted every piece. You know, you're really this is memorable. You're gonna guarantee you're gonna go home and tell someone. About that place, right? And, and you know, we've seen that that growth, uh, you know, so quickly. You know, yeah. we built our, our social media page. We got up to like twenty thousand followers or, or across f- Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. all that TikTok. Um, and you know, a lot of that has just been word of mouth and you know, providing the best food, providing the best service, providing something that you don't really see. Yeah. In, in that sense, right? So, that's Airbnb Kitchen. Um a lot more and we'll 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 talk about that type of stuff as we go throughout the season um and lastly, to wrap it up real quick um you know we we've kind of started a new business mm-hmm. um another another business um not as you know another one of those kind of hood businesses if you will, but yeah. a, a business itself and it, it's different compartments with the the b and b brothers right so <laughs> yeah. the b and b brothers me crevel and dice yeah um we kind of pulled together a lot of stuff, so we own a couple of cars. Uh we own a, a couple jet skis. Mm-hmm. We got a tent mm-hmm. that we rent though. So if you got a wedding, we'll come and, and get you get your tent set up. We got jet skis, we'll drop it off to you. Um and yes, I mean talk really quick and even newer. Uh micro loans, micro business loans, payday loans, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So talk a little bit
0: quickly about, you know,
1: what that is, how that started. What does that look like?
0: In this game of, of you know, wealth building, mm-hmm. you're gonna need a lot of different arms. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to need a lot of different babies, if you will, that's yep. out there, you know, hunting the money for you. Mm-hmm. And if you look at ways to get it, I think, you know, you could sell a product mm-hmm. and then you, you have it and then you sell it to somebody, you make a margin and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could rent a product mm-hmm. or a service, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, you let somebody borrow it for a minute and then they bring it back and... Then you sell, rent it to somebody else. So, mm-hmm. you you know, I, I think I really like that formula mm-hmm. of purchasing something and letting people rent it for yep. a minute and then yep. give it back to you. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Let's do, do it, it again. And so I, I just think that's the simplest way for me to put it. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really big on the rent thing right now mm-hmm. because the nature of it. Yeah. Right? I get to do it over and over and over again. hmm hmm Right?
1: So yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, uh the, for for me, kind of how I remember we wrote down, um, mm. ten different or twenty different ways to, for passive income, right? right? And then that came from, you know, we in the kitchen, we working hard, we seen all the physical labor we're putting into a lot of this shit. It's like, all right, there's easier ways to, to make money. So what can we do to add that to our portfolio? And yeah, we wrote some shit down, and and yeah, different opportunities came. You bought a tent. Um, we, we seen some jet skis for sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, the jet ski store is pretty, pretty cool. Quickly. I'll talk. Uh, I was looking for, we were looking for jet skis to buy for our own leisure. Um, and through seeing that, you know, they weren't available. They were sold Mm -hmm. out COVID or whatever, the chips, they were sold out till like next year. Um, so I'm like, well, that's strange. And then I looked around for places to rent. You couldn't rent them. So automatically the opportunity that that I see. So I made a quick, uh, fake ad on Facebook, found a guy in, in the States, took his, took his pictures. Um, put it up, saying, hey, we got jet skis for rent, $200. What's up? Yeah. And got, like, 200 messages, no lie, in, yeah. like, yeah, I in a span that. of two days. So I'm like, all right, call Gravel. I'm like, yeah, this is real. We got to find some jet skis. We found some, bought them, brought it to life, right? And, you know, s- similar with the with the, the tent. You know, one day, Gravel just, he always was saying, we got to rent this out. I'm like, yeah. Well, I didn't know. But I didn't think people would spend six hundred dollars on a tent, but I didn't never rented a tent. Right, right, right. right. So we finally got it up. I'm like, all right, I'll take some pictures of it, took it up, put them on Facebook Marketplace, and yeah. So between the tent, I like to talk numbers because I think it, it just gives a sense. And we open and we like to share mm-hmm. between the tent and the jet skis. I check my notes, but we probably did about maybe eighteen. Right, able eighteen thousand in revenue. Yeah. this summer alone, right from right? like June, June first from yeah. June, yeah. right, and that's what the jet skis was broke down a bunch. The tent, you know, we didn't have a schedule, all kinds of shit, mm-hmm. right. But just simply having the, the items, right, being able to rent them and Facebook Marketplace is real. If you got an idea, get it on Facebook Marketplace and get it popping, because that shit is uh is real. And yeah, something so simple as that, you know, we've been able to to to, to eat off of, and you yeah. know, the plan moving forward is to remove even more of our time, right? So next time we want a crew of yeah. guys that can go set the tent up. Yeah. Right. We call them, hey, go to this place, set it up. Boom, the tent's set up. We eat. Right? They get whatever their their cut is, we get our piece. Just skis, whatever, right? And you know, similar with with the car, that's little to no work, right? It's yeah. who who do you need a car? Okay. Well, obviously this work when it, when it's breaking down and shit, but right. the car is driving. We're yeah. we're not doing anything while that car is driving. Right. And, you know, we're able to 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 eat off of that yeah. right so quickly just just chat about that that passive income piece
0: yeah i mean i think you know how we even got like again we were working hard in the kitchen mm-hmm. but i think the key component was we were doing books and boxing with the little homies mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. trev had come one day mm-hmm. and he tapped us back in the rich dad poor dad like mm-hmm. you know that's one of the first books that i read front to back ever mm-hmm. um, greatest to me like outside of the bible and shit like for yep. me that was like my big be- like that was one of the greatest books i read mm-hmm. um i ain't even read the whole bible <laughs> 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 but you know I, my grandmother would god bless her soul she'd be real pissed yeah if i ain't say that mm. but long story short he tapped us back in we were playing the of quadrant game mm. you know what i mean and i remember we had a whole day like we were just trying to figure that shit out like get it up online or whatever but we were playing it mm-hmm. and it was cool but i had went home and played it and Every t- I remember I told yeah, you, like, yeah. I lost the game like fucking seven times, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing this shit, like, and I'm trying, I'm trying to win. To win. It's just me in the fucking game. Like, yeah. I ain't even playing with nobody else. Yeah. And I kept losing. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, friggin', then one day I won. Yeah. But I won because I, I only borrowed money to buy deals that would give me positive cash right. flow. And my, they were passive. hmm and I won and I called him like yo bro like I want yo, this shit's, this game is for real mm-hmm. like this shit got my brain like working mm-hmm. so we were on it. I'm like yo like we gotta get some passive income right. like we, we gotta get some passive income and, and in terms of like the actual thing that we decided is like really it's just taking the inaccessible yep. and making it accessible yep. you know what I mean solving other people's problems yep. take the inaccessible make it accessible we try to find things that are out in the world and bring it back to the hood mm-hmm. but like in this case like you know like a tent like t- it's hard to get them. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. only play. There's only one game in town, yeah. and, and and then if you want it, you got to spend three thousand dollars to buy it. Yeah, right.
1: And even to rent, it's it's expensive and it's, yeah. it's hard to rent. So, you know, and and overall, kind of the, the game plan with the with the rental link is what we're talking. You know, mm-hmm. we that, that's kind of our next plan and our next to turn that into really something. So, you know, right now we got the tent, the cars, the jet skis, whatever. Uh, we want to add more items to that. Mm. We want to add more things. You know. Items that, you know, you might need an excavator for right, a day. Right, right. Right? You're not going to go buy an excavator and mm-hmm. there's not too many places you can rent an excavator, I'm not sure. Or there's, there, because I don't know, there's a barrier, there's a gap, right. there's, a, right. there's a market where we can market that to people. Sure. Um, so, you know, overall with that, you know, really creating that, that website, that place where you can come to and rent a bunch yeah. of shit. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of our, 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 our next next, thing, next sure. thing that we're really looking to build. And there's a bunch of other next things and we'll we'll keep tapping into that. But yeah, that that wraps it up, man. That wraps up all I don't know, however many business we we chatted about today. Um, but but yeah, any kind of any kind of final thoughts you got on, on on
0: all of that? I think in every business there was a lesson to be learned mm-hmm. that you couldn't learn from the other business, and you know you bring that lesson, and now you know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like when you look at the evolution over time, like when we go way back to PH and W, yeah. You know, to now like there's so many kinks that we figured out, and so many things that we figured out that we don't want to do, or that we, you know, ways that we don't want to do things, or ways things that work. And I think like, you know, uh, when I when I we went and we stayed at the Airbnb one night, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm like on oh, my 34th business, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this guy like, what are you? What are you talking That's about? a bunch of like time. Yeah. But I realize now that like, no, that's a bunch of lessons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like. You know, to anybody out there that's trying to be that, you know, want to become an entrepreneur or you are an entrepreneur, like, don't get hung up on, like, that business. Don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like not to tell you to walk away from your shit, but, like, it's okay to, like, w- reconfigure and, like, yep. you know what I mean? Like. Go in a different direction. I'm, I'm not telling you make a habit of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like you know, uh, I was watching a podcast and dude was like, "Nah, like you want to stay in that area. Yeah, you don't because yeah. now you gotta go make new relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, so you want to stay in the area. But what I will say is like everything got a lesson. Yeah. If you if you if I look at my life in business, everyone gave me a new lesson that brought me here today. Yeah. So you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand that. Like you know. It, yeah. It, and I, know. I would agree. I think you know that that piece and for me is to, to see the growth
1: mm-hmm. right and that growth only came from doing one after the other yeah um and now we're at a place where okay our businesses are the best they ever been yeah. right between the, the two main businesses and uh, because at each step we, we learned and we, we we figured out the pieces mm-hmm. um and okay the next businesses and, and these businesses as they continue to grow will be better and we're learning within these businesses uh and you know ultimately for me as well is just like we always say go you know you mm-hmm. hear the 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 why's and how these stories started it wasn't no miraculous shit it wasn't no we didn't have a million dollars it was just an idea a mm-hmm. problem needed to be solved and we went for it um okay yeah sometimes they fail sometimes they didn't work sometimes yeah. we lost um but through every loss there you know cliche there's a lesson mm-hmm. and it got us to this point today that we still got more learning and still more to go um but yeah that that's it thanks for tuning in episode mm-hmm. one uh, like I said, you can find us anywhere, any podcast. Subscribe, all that stuff on YouTube, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Uh, but, yeah, this is Season 2. A lot of these kind of episodes just really giving the game, sharing the game, opening up our stories. And thanks a lot for tuning in. 100%. See you next episode. Let's keep getting the bag. Boom. It. I ain't a business,
0: man. I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business.